Say with me, Father. I'm about to receive your word. Let your word speak to me. I prepare my heart to receive the seed of your word. The incorruptible seed of your word. And Father, it shall bear it shall bear much fruit in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's fine. The full church. Okay, we started with our service on living by faith, right? And uh, we've been teaching on living by faith for for some time now. And this is our third week, right? Last week we talked about. <laughs> eh? I like to ask uh, to check if my class heard me. Eh? Last week we talked about. He's excited about it. This week is gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Talk about we are in him, through him, by him, in him we live, move, and have our being. Hallelujah. And you must believe that. That's the foundation of faith. That's why when you don't believe it, when the devil robs you of that, your faith is hindered already. Hallelujah. You will believe the word, but the more the devil puts pressure on you to move out of your faith, you will you will lose it. Your faith will be hindered. That's why that's why we say we're not saying he will prevent you from believing God. You will believe God, but your faith will not bring the result because you will have this doubt. You have the doubt saying, "What did I do yesterday?" <laughs> you know, and, this, and that's what the devil does. He will remind you very quickly. The moment you think of prayer, bah! like okay, let me first go have coffee and I'll come back and. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he will hinder your faith. And when you know that you're in him wherever you can talk to him. Because you are in him. You don't have to first organize an appointment. I thought I'm dead. This community, I was teaching. So I'm going to do justice. 
Otherwise, I can just come and give you this secret. Remember, last week I put it down, they say, say, in him, believe that you are in him and move on. Right? And go to the next one and move on. You will have the information, but you will not have your heart for Hallelujah. Therefore, that's why I take time to teach in these things. That I emphasize and bring more scriptures and more scriptures so that you understand. Therefore, therefore we're going to be with this series I think until Christmas. <laughs> we're going to be with Living by Faith until Christmas because it's also going to prepare you for the next year. Hallelujah. When you plan your things, you know, in the new year, just going to prepare you and we'll be, I advise you to really go back to these messages all the time and listen to them during the week. I listen to them, you know. On Mondays, if, if they are loaded on Sunday, <laughs> I listen to as I'm driving, as I'm driving to work. Hallelujah. Therefore, this morning, we're going to be focusing on living by faith. It's by dealing with the six big hindrances to faith, right? You can imagine, that's why they're big, I can't see them. Six big hindrances to faith. Therefore, today we're dealing with hindrance number three, right? Which is lack of understanding regarding what? Our righteousness. Hallelujah. Lack of our understanding regarding our righteousness. Because let me tell you this. When you don't, when you do, when you don't understand righteousness, this gift of righteousness, you will struggle. That's why I say, you know, attend Christian Prosemi. Because we deal with this thing, like, like you, you will be clear. Hallelujah! You will be clear. I'm not saying you're gonna be living the most perfect life and you're an angel, but you understand righteousness, and you also understand the difference between righteousness and holiness. If I ask you, you might, you might say it's the same, right? But we'll deal with that um, some other time. But I encourage you to really. Uh, attend the Christian Growth Seminar so that we deal with this matter properly. But as part of our background, you know that we always encourage you to say there is only fight, there's only one fight that a Christian or a believer must fight. It is what? Eh? Hey, this class. It is a good fight of there is no other fight that we must really get involved in. Accept the good fight of faith, <laughs> because that's what that's what uh, that's what uh, Paul told uh, told Timothy. Say, fight a good fight of faith. Well, because of the time, we're just gonna we're just gonna move on. To the six. I think you know the background. And faith comes by, and hearing by. Faith comes by, and hearing by. Faith comes by. Hearing by the word of God. Therefore, hindrance number three is lack of understanding regarding our righteousness. What is righteousness? What is righteousness? You know, and what it, what it gives to the believer. You know, understanding what righteousness is and what it does or what it gives to a believer is very very important because your faith will be hindered. Because of lack of that of understanding what righteousness is and what it gives to me and you. Hallelujah. Say so when I when I understand my righteousness and what it gives to me, my faith will flourish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, lack of understanding, we can go to the next one. Lack of understanding of righteousness holds more people in bondage than anything else. Hallelujah. You know, lack of this understanding will hold you bonded. When you want to move, you say, I can't move because last year, yesterday, the last call. <laughs> eh? Hallelujah. Then it will hold you in bondage because of the lack of understanding. What it is and what it's Gives you, Hallelujah, and we're gonna unscramble all this, uh, this scrambled, this scrambled eggs. You know, we're gonna unscramble them nicely. You know, therefore, as Christians, we must take the 
discover the truth about righteousness. Remember last week I said, take the time to go and search the scriptures, right? And we posted it in the group, right? We got, it, we got the, the notes, right? Of uh, in him, through him, and all that, so that you can start meditating on them. Even with righteousness, you must do the same. You must get the scriptures about righteousness and meditate on them. Therefore, when we discover the truth about righteousness, so we can live a life filled with faith and free from what? From hindrances. Because this is, this is a big one, I'm telling you. This is a big one. When you want to do something great for God, it's like, hey. And the devil is quick to press the button. When you, like, <laughs> you can't go. When you want to pray for somebody, you want to lay hands on somebody. And <laughs> you don't qualify. You don't qualify. But when you understand, you say, hey, but I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. I'm sanctified by the blood. I am the righteousness of God. Therefore, I have the right to lay hands on the person they shall be healed. Hallelujah. Eh? Therefore, when you when you when you don't, you will be in bondage. Your hands are tight. And what if what if the devil manifests and starts hitting you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eh? Therefore, therefore, it is very, very important to understand and discover eh, this subject and know and find freedom through understanding this subject. Because it will remove all the hindrances. And I say this is a big one for me. This this one is big. Because it's a daily thing. And I do every step. You might be going out of righteousness or in righteousness. <laughs> right? It's very, very important to understand this. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, And the effectual favorite prayer of a righteous man avails what? Avails much. Therefore, when I am righteous, what, what happens? My prayers avail much. That's why it's important to understand it. Because if you don't understand it, you will think, you know, you will just live anywhere and your prayer is hindered because you don't understand and you're not righteous. Or you want to pray and you think, I'm not righteous. Therefore, your prayer is already not going to avail much. Because you don't, have, you don't have belief that you are righteous. And that's where the devil really will work you. And most people think, you know, most people think this thing. Uh, let's just go to the notes. You know, they say, they say, oh, you know, what if, uh, what if we are only uh, righteous? You know, what if? Uh, okay, let me put it correctly. You are asking yourself, say, uh, I wish that I was only, you know, I was righteous, then my prayer would avail much, right? You you think like that? Say, I wish maybe I was like my best. Perhaps you start acting holy here. Come with a white coat. <laughs> eh? White, sparkling white. Eh? And with a collar. Eh? What's that doing there? <laughs> <laughs> guys can look up to me, eh? <laughs> how can you? How can you have a person that doesn't even take it? It's, it's, it's just, ah, this person it cannot be righteous. <laughs> eh? But you, you can ask yourself, I wish I could be like this person. I wish maybe God will hear my my prayers. And I like it when it goes to James chapter 5 verse 17. Do you have it there? No, you don't have it there. You don't have it there. But what it says, what it says, I'll paraphrase it. It says that even Elijah was man like us. Right? Even Elijah was man like us. And what did he do? He stopped the rain. He stopped rain from raining three, three and a half years. It didn't rain all over the world. He said, from today it's not going to rain. But he was man like me and you. Hallelujah. That's how that scripture is, 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 uh, is, is explained. Through that. And he said, after three years, three and a half years, he said, let it rain. And it rained. Remember when he prayed on the mountain and he was sending his uh, 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 this this helper of his, he said, go check on the other side of the sea. And he went seven times. 
When he came back, he said, I see, and there is nothing but there is a there is a cloud like a hand. And he said, Okay, that's fine. I know it, I know. Much much rings come in, said, start running. He was like men. He was men like men. Hallelujah. And and if and he had so many faults. I mean, if you follow his his life, right? He had so many faults. Like me and and you. But he still commanded things and things happened. Because he didn't allow the devil to to you know to to, to, to infiltrate and, and dilute his work with God. Hallelujah. Therefore, therefore, when you go to the book, book of uh, Psalm chapter 30, 32, verse 1 and 2 says, Blessed is, is whose trans is he whose transgressions are or is forgiven. Right? Blessed is who? Is what? Is forgiven. Therefore, it is very important that who gets forgiven is the one who confesses, right? Therefore, I become forgiven and the Bible says you are blessed by being <laughs> you guys, you don't understand it. By just being forgiven, you are what? Eh? I'm blessed. By you just saying, God, please forgive me. And say, Lord, thank you for, your, for, for forgiving me. You are blessed. Hallelujah. That's why I said last week. The minute you realize that you've sinned, ne? the minute that you've realized that you've sinned, you do what? You confess immediately so that you remain blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he says here, whose sin is covered. Right? Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Hallelujah. Imputeth not iniquity. You know, he doesn't he doesn't see you, right, with faults, with iniquity. Hallelujah. Therefore, it is very, very important that whenever we make a mistake, you do what? You confess it. And you ask forgiveness immediately. You don't hold it. Eh? You don't save it. You don't save it and, 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 and all that. And, and then at the end of the day, now you... You are releasing everything. No. One day you will, you will, you will, these things will be too heavy for you and you just, you just pass out. Hallelujah. Therefore, immediately you ask forgiveness. The Bible says you are blessed. Say, when I confess all my sins to God for forgiveness, the Bible says I am blessed. Therefore, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Therefore, God imputed righteousness to those in the Old Testament. He gave them. Remember, he says he doesn't give. He doesn't give. If we take, if we replace that uh, word impute, right? And you put give, right? He says he does not give iniquity, right? But he gives, what does he give? He gives righteousness. Therefore, he says God gives righteousness to those in the Old Testament whose sins have been covered by the blood of bulls and what? And goats and says they're blessed. <laughs> in, the old, in the old convent. What I like is that we have a new deal. We have a better deal. Better covenant with better promises. He says it is critical that Christians begin to see themselves as what? As righteous. Because there is power in knowing or in their knowing the truth about righteousness. When I see myself as righteous, just that, you can be delivered. I just sing yourself as righteous. Hallelujah. I just sing yourself as you know, you know there are people who, who don't, who don't want to say I'm going to heaven. You know there are people who say, if, if they hear you saying that, they'll say, you are are you good? They are, they, are, they, are, they are going to church and serving God, playing dice. Oh, they're in a casino where you, where, you do, where you go not knowing whether you're going to come back and win or lose. I'm not playing there. I'm not playing games here. I know I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to heaven. And not on the second tree. 
No, no, the secondary. Not after the triple six one. Oh, not, not that. The first, the first bus is taking. <laughs> because I'm not playing dice. I'm not throwing things. It's gonna fall on the six. It's gonna fall on. No, no, no. And and people people hide behind that. Hallelujah. Therefore, they can't say I'm righteous. You can't say anywhere I am righteous because they say, why are you saying you are righteous? Is it isn't God who's supposed to say that about you? No. The, the Bible has already said that you are righteous. Hallelujah. Therefore, stand on that. Say, I am righteous and confess it. Say, I am righteous. I am righteous. Doors open for me because I am righteous. I am blessed because I am forgiven. Therefore, I am righteous. I am blessed. I walk in the favor of God because I am His. I am in right standing with Him. Me and Him are in good, are in good terms. We are not fighting. Yeah. Me and God. We are in good terms. Therefore, why must I walk like, you know, I'm saving God. I'm waking up early in the morning, saving God, praying, living all night, and all that. And after that, I say, like, oh, I will see when I get to heaven. I will see that day when I die, whether I, I find myself in hell. <laughs> no, I am going to say with me, Father, thank you that one day I will hear, welcome, you faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. I will hear that. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting to be surprised whether I'm in hell or we have arrived. And, and you don't want to open your eyes. You don't want to open your eyes and you are in heaven or you are in hell. I'm going to heaven. Say with me, I'm going to heaven. I'm empowered. I say I'm empowered to see it. With God in I'm gonna walk the streets of God. I'm gonna walk the streets of God. Why? Because I'm not gonna wait for the devil to tell me whether I'm going to hell or heaven. I know it. I'm going to heaven. I am going to heaven. Hallelujah. Say I'm heaven bound. Say I'm heaven bound. Hallelujah. So I'm afraid to say it. It might just go now. <laughs> hey! So I'm heaven bound. If it takes me to death, Paul says to die. Eh? Hallelujah. 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 Ah, let's clap hands for Jesus. That should set you free. Knowing that I'm going to heaven. Don't you get excited when you now it's the same when you're driving home, you know you're going home, right? You know what you're expecting, right? You you know you're going to see the people that you have not seen in a while and you're excited about it. You tell everyone. Everybody's asking for when are you going home? When are you going home? When are you going home? Hey, if I ask you, when are you going to heaven? I must first fix that. I must first. <laughs> but if I say, when I go, I know we plan to go, you know, you have, you have everything set. I don't about your heaven journey, your eternal life journey. Hallelujah. And the devil is not going to hinder you because God has called you to this journey for you to walk to, in this journey going to heaven while you are having fun, while you are enjoying his blessings, while he's pouring out his blessing in your life. He didn't call you to a journey where you are saying, when do I get there? When when can I get there and, and rest? When can I get there and really, you know, to go away from this trouble of this earth? No, I'm not in a hurry to anywhere. I mean, because I have a job to preach the word. I have a job to prepare the bride for the groom. And I will, I will do that while enjoying it. <laughs> Hallelujah. God did not call us to, to, do, to walk this journey while suffering and all that. He called us to have fun while, while we're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Knowing that there is a heaven to go. Hallelujah. Oh, this message. This message has been hijacked. This message. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, as the captain of the part of this flight, this message here has been hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> this message has been hijacked. Hallelujah. Say, I'm, I'm heaven bound. Say, I'm heaven bound. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. 
faithfully here. Welcome, faithful servants, good and faithful servants. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. You must say that. I'm going to hear. I'm going to hear. You must say that. You must prepare yourself. Otherwise, otherwise they will say that and you get knocked out. Hey, but wake up. You made it. Don't <laughs> You made it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Your faith will not be hidden. Because remember faith, we're not just talking about faith to receive stuff, right? But we're also talking about faith in your walk with God. Faith for your salvation. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you lose your salvation when you don't do when you don't receive salvation by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I'm heaven bound. Amen. I must ever say it. I'm heaven bound. Yes. A lot of people would. <laughs> but I'll be saying, go, go to heaven. Don't commit suicide, but go to heaven. Look forward to the day. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why I get irritated when people are saying, and I want to put it on record, when people are saying, you know what, this thing, why are they doing this vaccine? Why are they doing this thing? This is the, this is the, this is the, this is the, Devil, this is the Antichrist. I do not care. All I know is that I'm going to happen. And actually, that brings that brings more agency to me to say, preach this word so that more people can go and, and meet their father. Hallelujah. I don't engage on those things. I do not engage. All I engage in is that if these signs are happening, it means the Bible is unfolding. Eh? The Bible is unfolding, therefore, we must get ready for heaven. Not debate, but get ready for heaven. Because the devil will distract us, will debate, and people are not saved. Yeah. People will be confused, and people are not saved. People are not going to heaven. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Will, let, let everything happen, and the Bible, the Bible unfold, so that I can go and meet my father. And like I said, I can't wait for the first trip, because I'm going on the, on the first trip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, this must give us a burden. I must share my faith with somebody. I must invite somebody to church. Because if these things are happening, for God, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. These things are unfolding. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming for his church. Hallelujah. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says, For he has made him to be seen for us. Who, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I am made. Therefore the devil cannot make you. <laughs> if you do not stand your ground. Hallelujah. Therefore, you are made. Say, I am made. I am made to be the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Therefore, if God is righteous, right? I am as righteous as God is righteous. I'm not saying you're God. But if you become His righteousness, eh? Hallelujah. Say, I am righteous as God is because I have been made to be the righteousness. Of God. Once you believe that, even sin will not be your play area. Hallelujah. Because you have been made. You died to sin, right? So that you are alive in His righteousness. Say, I'm made not because of my works, but because He made me to be, to be the righteousness of God. I confess the scripture, I am the righteousness of God. I am the I am the righteousness of God. I've been made to be the righteousness of God. I don't know anything else but to be the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. You know, in the New Testament, let's go through some stuff that you get, you get in the New Testament about righteousness. Remember our foundation is that you, you know, blessed are those whose sins are forgiven. And that's happened in the Old Testament, right? Through goats and the blood of the goats and bulls and whatever, but let's 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 see in the in the in the New Testament what happens. The 
fasting that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and that by the by the new birth we become a new uh, we become righteous we become a righteous new creature hallelujah say i am a righteous new creature the problem the problem is that when you you can't walk in your righteousness fully You, you can't walk in your you can't walk in your righteousness fully while you still have a past to live. While you're still living in the past. Because the devil will pull you there. Yeah. Hallelujah. So for this week, you are living in the past, you are complaining, you are, you are grumbling, you are you are doing that and that. Next week you had this message. This week you are you know you're on fire. Next week if something happens, you are there, then and you and you and you and you, and you you ask yourself, why am I stagnating? Why am I going through the same thing? Because you go forward and come back. Go forward and come back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two is that we we are created by God in who? In Christ. In, in whom I live, move, and have my being. Hallelujah. That's what the New Testament says. You're not just forgiven, but you are created to be. You are created in Christ Jesus. Number three. He has he, has, he made us rush, righteous new creatures in Christ. Number four. We are sons and daughters of God and stand before God as though we had never been. Why? Because we are his righteousness. We are in Christ. Therefore, when I go in prayer, and the Bible says, boldly approach the throne of grace. Eh? To obtain mercy and grace for help in times of need. If somebody is looking for help, they don't, they don't, they don't walk with, uh, with boldness, right? They don't come to your house and say, where is this person? They are looking for help, eh? Who is this person? Who? Come in! Hey. They are bold and they are like, they come say, you see them, there are people that you see them. I, this one's, now they need help. <laughs> you already, you already know the approach that yeah, they're going to need help. But God says, the Bible says, boldly approach the throne of God. Because we go there that we've never seen. Hallelujah. And he's the one saying, come to me. The book of, the book of, um, is it James? No, it's not, it's not James. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching our God. This is the confidence. This, this is the boldness that we have in approaching our God. Why? Because if we ask anything according to his word, he hears us. And if he hears us, if he hears us, we have, then we know that we have that which we have asked of him. Hallelujah. Therefore, don't go before God and say, God, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm a sinner. You're not a sinner. You are the righteous of God. Say, I'm not a sinner. Jesus took my sins. I am the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. When the devil put plans that seed in you, say, you are not. You are lying. You are not. Don't go. Say, I am. Oh, yes. The Russians of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number five is that we can stand in his presence without any sense of embarrassment, guilt, or what? Or condemnation. What does the Bible say? It says, for now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why do you go before God and feel like you condemn? Feel like he doesn't want you. Actually, we should run to his presence. Whenever we feel like it. Whenever we feel like, you know, I, 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 I'm not myself. I'm not the righteous self. I should go to him and say, God, I come to you. I know in you there is no condemnation. Thank you, Lord, that in you there is no condemnation. 
Hallelujah. Remember even when Adam and Eve had sinned before God, God still pursued them. He didn't say I'm not going to them because they've sinned. He knew what happened, but he still visited them. God was still faithful to his commitment to them. God is still faithful to, 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 to his word in your life, even when you have sinned against him. You just have to come back to him like Adam did. He came out and said, we are here, we are hiding. But now we are in a better conflict. Because the Bible says, if you confess your sins, he's just and faithful to forgive you. Hallelujah. Say, when I confess my sins, before God, He is just and faithful to forgive me all of my sins. All of my sins. Therefore, you should not go before God with any embarrassment, with any guilt, for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your faith will not be hindered when you know that you are righteous. There's nothing, there's nothing standing between you and God. There's nothing. Say there's nothing standing between me and, and me and my God. I have full access to what God has because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I, I like it. It's not in my own works, but in Christ Jesus. Somebody may say, Pastor, are you giving us license to sin? No. You're even sinning before this message. Anyway. <laughs> but, but, but here's the point. Here's my point. If I know that I am in Him, in Him I live, move and have my being. I can, and without Him, I cannot do anything. I would want to please Him. And cut all my sinful nature. I am a new creature. That's why sin is not a subject. It should not be a subject in your life. Am I saying you're going to make mistakes? You're going to make mistakes. But because you hate sin so much, you're not going to let it speak on you, even for a second. You know when people don't like a stain? Eh? When you don't like a stain? Sometimes it's irritating to, 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 to spend time with those people. Like, you know, I grew up in a house, my dad... If you clean and he sees that he's not happy, he's not going to tell you to repeat. He's going to take the mop and the bucket, the bucket, water, and clean it himself. Because he doesn't like stains. And if you do, if you stay in his house, immediately, he's not going to wait for tomorrow. He's going to clean it immediately. It irritates him. Because he loves cleanliness. That's what the Bible says. Cleanliness is next to even when I sin, I hate it that I can't go for the next minute with it, it with it in my life. Therefore, what must I do? I must confess. How do I clean it up? I confess, ask for forgiveness, repent from it, and God will forgive you. You are in right standing again with God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Number six. We can come, we can come into his presence without fear or guilt because we belong there. Say I belong in God's presence. Say I belong in God's presence. Who who goes? Do, do you go to your home with, with fear? Unless you be. <laughs> you know, when you're married, sometimes. Like, should I go home? I know. <laughs> I know I was told to buy this and I didn't buy it. I know when I left. <laughs> and, you know? But if there's nothing you're actually looking forward to, to go home, right? Therefore, if you have confessed your sins, you look forward to meet with your father. Hallelujah. Why? Because you belong there. Hallelujah. So in the presence of God, it's where I belong. The book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25 says, God said that he would not remember our transgression. When he forgives 
is forgotten. It's not like me and you says, I will forgive you, but I will not forget. We emphasize that, right? But that's not biblical. Because God forgives and He says, I remember not. Therefore, we are able, we are able to approach God like we've never sinned before. Because He forgets. He sees us as we've never sinned before. You know, after you confess the sins, you are the you are the most righteous person ever. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Goes beyond righteousness. Say you are blessed. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. What happens if I let's, let's close? Let's say let's close here. What happens if I sin after being born again? Because like I said, when when the first part where we're teaching about being new creatures, right? We said that you become new creature every day. See, see that way. If you want to live it effectively, being a new creature, see it as a as a new creature every day. Confess every day. I am a new creature today. Because yesterday my 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 just born put you in bondage. But what do I do after being born again? Because that's where you really become new creature. After being born again, right? Now you start to live this righteous life. But what happens if I sin in between? Between my born again experience and, and heaven. Right? What happens? The book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what? Unrighteousness. He takes it away and cleanses us. Therefore, you are the one who might hold on to it. But when he forgives you, he also what? Cleanses you. When a believer sins, or when a believer sins, he feels he feels guilty, right? You feel guilty, and he has a sense of what? Of unrighteousness. I feel like I can go to God, right? He feels embarrassed and spiritually inferior to come. God's presence. That's what happened. God does two things for a believer who have sinned. He does two things. First, when a believer confesses his sins, what does God do? He forgives him. Say, so when I confess my sin, God forgives me. Let's join to another message that we taught. When I confess my sins, God forgives me. When I confess my sin, my sin to men, and God heals me. You hear that? Eh? Eh? The Bible says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you can be healed. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. But we need each other in that point. Number two, what, what God does for somebody who is sinned is that He forgives them when they confess, right? Number two is that the Bible says that God also cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Many times the reason people are not able to receive from God is because they don't believe that they have been cleansed from unrighteousness. They feel that they are under condemnation. They feel that they are under condemnation. They feel that, you know, God doesn't want me in his presence. They fail to understand that they are righteous in they are they are the righteous of God in Christ. Once you understand that you are saved. Please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we, we have gone over time, eh? We've got four points to finish. Can I finish them quickly? Can you give me three minutes to finish them? I don't guarantee that. But you know, pastors, so as I close. As I conclude in my closing, the last thing that I'm going to say is, and then go for another 20 minutes, right? <laughs> At least I've not said that a lot of times when I preach here. I just. <laughs> okay, four truths about righteousness. This one you must get, please. The first one is that you cannot earn, you can't earn righteousness. Hallelujah. It can't deserve righteousness. It is a gift to you. The book of Romans chapter 3 verse 22. It says, 
are made right with God. Let's go, Napoleon. You are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Right? We are made right, we are made righteous because of our faith. Right? In Christ Jesus. Therefore, you can't end it. You just have to believe it. That you, you are righteous. Hallelujah. The second truth is that sin consciousness is not God's will for you. God doesn't want you to walk around. Am I going to sin? Am I, am I, am I? He wants you to live with bonds. Hallelujah. Am I going to? He doesn't want you to live in sin consciousness. You end up making mistakes. Yeah. Where the day is today I'm not going to sin. Today, today, today I'm going to skun pampir. And you fall into that into that trap because you're not doing it by faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, sin consciousness. If you're full of sins, that's why I don't, I don't preach. Yeah. Too much sin. You know, there are people who live in sin and they become. I know I don't preach that because what do you do? What, do you, what are you going to do? You're going to go and sin. <laughs> the same thing that I'm going to be rebuking and rebuking, and you're going to go and do that. But I'll teach you righteousness. So that your mind becomes righteous, conscious, and not seen conscious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go and check. Go and check changes that preach sin. And, con- and name the sins and whatever. And those, the, there's more sins that the pastor say from the pulpit are the sins that are manifested in the church. Yeah. He talks about teenage pregnancy. Look at me, teenager. Check. Hallelujah. I will teach you righteousness. Hallelujah. So that you can, you can, your mind can be righteous. I will teach you faith. I will teach you relationship, connecting with each other. Hallelujah. So that you can focus on that. Hallelujah. The, the second one is that one. The book. There's a book there. There's a scripture there. It says what? Napoleon. You can see. It. it says, so now, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who are, who belong to Christ Jesus. Therefore, we can't be sin conscious. We must be righteous conscious because we are not condemned anyway. Hallelujah. Number three is that righteousness is a powerful force. Righteousness is a powerful force. And let's see why it's a powerful force in the book of Napoleon. I see the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Powerful, powerful scripture. This one you must underline it. You must have it everywhere. This much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, right? Eh? Unmerited favor and the free gift of what? Eh? Therefore, when I receive the free gift of righteousness, let's see what happens. He says, they reign as kings in life through one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Therefore, if I believe that I've received the gift of righteousness, what must I do? I must reign in life. I must reign as kings. Hallelujah. Say with me. When I receive the gift of righteousness, I reign in life. I reign in life. Say, I reign in life because of the gift of righteousness. Because of the powerful force of righteousness. Hallelujah. Number four. Awake to righteousness. You must awake to righteousness. You must know that you are righteous. You must know that God has called you to be his righteousness. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 34. It says, I awake to righteousness and sin not. When you focus on righteousness and not, not to sin, right? Okay? These, these are two different things. Righteousness and not not to sin. Those are two different things. But he says, he says here, and not sin. Don't focus on sin. Focus on righteousness. Say, I'm, don't pray your prayer. I'm going to sin today. I'm not going to Lord, help me not to sin today. No. You say, Lord, thank you for the gift of righteousness. That I walk in righteousness. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As God's God righteousness, you receive the, the abundant or the bountiful fullness of God. You know, when, when we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You reign in life. Hallelujah. Then, then we, we, we need to step. Sorry, yeah. Then we, we, we step out of the narrow place of failure and weakness in which we lived into the boundless fullness of God. But we leave this, this, this other area of focusing on sin and all that. We take this one. The, the boundless fullness of God. You want to experience the fullness of God in your life? Believe that you are righteous. You might not feel, your body might not feel like that. Your mind might not feel like that. But confess with your mouth. As the Bible says, with the heart man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. Right? Confess it with your mouth. Stand up on your feet. Let's say this and we close. Say, Father, thank you. That today I'm away. That lack of understanding. That I am the righteousness of God. Hinders my faith. Today, I know that my faith will not be hindered because I know I am the righteousness of God. Whenever I sin, whenever I move away from you, I will confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness and repent from my sin. And I know that you call me blessed. You call me blessed because of your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me pray. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray here, your children. Father, that as they walk in their daily lives, they shall experience your touch that will encourage them to, re- to live righteous lives. We strengthen their conscience to be aware, Lord. To be aware and to be righteousness conscious. To awake to righteousness so that they can reign in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that there's 